Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Take Flight Podcast. This is episode number 168 and it's part of our solo takeaway episode. This week's episode will be hosted by myself, Olu Okanola. In this week's episode, I wanted to do a follow-up from episode number 135, where I walked you through my journey from being potentially redundant to a CFO. So I started a new role, 1st of May, 2022, as a CFO of a 100 million plus revenue business. Now, if you haven't yet listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you pause this episode, listen to it so you understand the background of how I almost became redundant to get in that role as a CFO um, of a business. And on this episode, I want to fast forward and I want to break it down into two aspects. One, if you are one of our listeners looking and looking to become a CFO in the future, what are some of the skill sets that you need to be able to achieve this? And then secondly, sort of looking now, like fast forwarding nine months into that role, what were some of the processes I did and implemented to get up to speed really quickly? And then what's my plan going forward? So let's start off with, if you're a listener and you want to become a CFO in the next few years, what are some of the skill sets that you need to ensure that you have? Okay. The first one is really the technical skills. So if you're doing it externally, you're looking at some qualifications such as ACCA, CMA, a chartered accountant, um, or even your master's degree. Now, some organizations, some businesses have internal qualifications, and that's what I did, right? Um, we have an equivalent to ACCA within the organization that I work in. So that's what I decided to learn and qualify in. Now, as I continue to advance my career, I realize how important qualifications are. And that's sort of my next steps going forward is, okay, what other qualifications can I potentially get? So if that's my master's, if that's a chartered accountant, I'm looking at what other opportunities there are for technical skills and technical qualification. Because at the end of the day, you are a CFO, um, which is chief financial officer. So it's important that you have that technical accounting skill set. Um, the second thing is really around your relationships. Now, I'm a fun believer. It's not just what you know, but also who you know. So as you're navigating through your career, you really want to start to make uh, relationships and a network. Now, the network is not just so that you can use them for roles. It's really learning, so mentorship um, from them, also seeing how can you help them. So you might not work for that person's particular business or organization, but you want to see, okay, is there any opportunities for you to work with that person, help them with a side project? Because at the end of the day, when it's time for you to get your promotion, a lot of that conversations are going to happen behind closed doors and people are going to navigate or navigate to people they've worked with before or have had some form of experience or um, interactions with. So building your network is really important. And it's not from a selfish point of what can I get from it is, but you need to look at it as what can you provide? What can you help them with um, as you navigate your career? The second one is really business and operations acumen. 
So it's like, I've talked about having a side business, which I started and I, it's not even just about having that side business and what that provides for that business and the, the, the financial gain that I have from having that business, but there's a, a second element of operation and business acumen and knowledge that you need as a CFO. It's not just numbers. And I like to say this is CFO is a role and finance is a role where you don't own any particular operations, but you influence everything in the company. If that's from supply chain, if that's from engineering, you need to understand how does any operational action impact the financials. And then you also want to figure out how can you influence the operations to either have more profitability for your financials or ensure that there's longevity for your business, right? So you're really looking at it from, and let's take an example from engineering. Okay, ensuring that you understand the investment that you're putting into creating a product, understand, okay, when is that product going to be released? Because it's important for it to be released in time because then the commercial team can take that out, reach out to customers, get in orders, um, but also connecting with the supply chain team to ensure that creating that product has a good margin because you don't just want to be creating a product and pricing it at a ridiculously low price where there's not enough margin. So ensuring that you're pricing it correctly, the supply chain is efficient and there's a healthy margin there. And then it's also managing sort of your other cost structures to make sure that you're profitable. Now, someone could simply say, as a finance person, all I need to understand is the numbers. But no, you need to understand all those different elements, all, the, all those different operations and how they impact the financials and try to influence them as you go along. And then lastly, really your leadership skills. So leadership is critical when it comes to any senior role because you're not now just a independent contributor just caring about yourself you need to figure out how can you develop your team how can you remove roadblocks for them um how do you empower them to make decisions without you having to micromanage all those different elements are really critical when it comes to potentially or wanting to be a cfo in the future so just going to recap those three points first one is technical skills so qualifications um, second one is networking. So the relationships you build with people in your organization, it can also be outside of your company as well. Um, thirdly, your business and operations acumen. So how do you, making sure that you understand how the operations connect to the financials and how to influence it to ensure that you get profitability, longevity. And then lastly, um, your leadership skills, because it's not an individual role. Now you'll be um, a leader of an organization, thinking about strategic. How do you then empower people, develop people, and ensure that you remove roadblocks? Now let's move forward and talk about my experience. So I started this role on the 1st of May, 2022. So I've been in this role now for nine months. Um, so I thought, let me start with just explaining my process when I start a new role or a new job. So I reached out to um, one of the Take Flight podcast hosts, Shawel, to understand what are some, because he's doing his MBA, what are some practices and processes top performers 
effective and efficient people implement to get up to speed when they go through any transition. And he mentioned to me this thing called the three P's. Now, one is product, second one is people, and lastly is process. And he said, spend the first 90 days really just focusing on product, people, and processes. Don't try and implement anything. Don't try and change anything in the first sort of 90 days, but really just focus on those three different aspects. So I entered the business and I said, cool, I'm going to focus on people first because any business, any process, any product, the underlying theme or what's behind them is the people. So I set up calls really just with the operational team and different people in the business, not to try to, and I started off just by getting to know them, right? Stepping back from the work, building trust, understanding what their interests are outside of work. Do they have any kids? Um, What their leadership style is, how they like to communicate, just really to understand who they are as a person. So I think that was really valuable because I was able to build trust um, really quick and really early because they were used to finance leaders coming in and just saying, this is your results. This is what you need. And I said, I'm going to take a step back and first understand who you are, understand your team, understand the team dynamic, speak to their team members, introduce myself and have a personable approach first before sort of moving forward. So the first 30 days I spent really on people. The next 30 days I spent on the product, understanding what we sell. Um, So I did multiple tours of our manufacturing sites, touching, playing around with the different products that we actually sell, asking lots of questions, going onto YouTube, trying to gain some engineering depth and knowledge and just try to obsess on the different products so that whenever we're in any meetings or anyone's talking about product, I'm not just surface level, but I truly know what that product is, what the industry that we sell it to, who are the customers that we sell it to, what are some of the different problems that we might have with the products, what are the complexity, what is the supply chain timeline for creating this particular product. And then lastly was really processes. So there's there were lots of different processes in the business. If it's processes for engineering and creating a product, if it was processing on our pacing and deciding what our revenue or what our financial numbers were going to be. Um, and just following all these different processes and coming from it from an audit standpoint. Maybe I wasn't sharing. Um, in fact, there was one time I shared my opinion, which again was a mistake that I made. So I'm going to share this mistake that I made. So I think we discussed before about the first 90 days is important not to try to recommend or change anything. Okay. I remember sort of the first month in, we were going through one of our pacing reviews and I noticed something was, I wouldn't use the word incorrect, but it was done differently to how I'd seen it done in different businesses, different organizations. So I sat down, spent time drafting and sent out this email, really just say, hey, guys, I understand this is how you do your process. This is slightly inconsistent or incorrect in comparison to how all the other businesses do it. 
maybe you should consider changing it to this. And you can imagine the the response was sort of very like backlash, right? Um, defensive people like, who's this person that's just coming one month in? And he thinks he knows everything. He didn't even try to understand why we were doing it this way. Um, he didn't speak to anyone before just sending out this email. So that was a big mistake I made early on in this process because I didn't follow fully the 90 days I tried to run um, ahead. Uh, but then I said, you know what? Let me take a step back, go back to my 90 day process. And I spent it just really listening to people, understanding why their process was X, Y, Z. Now, after that 90 days um, of focusing on product, people, and processes, I was then able to move forward. And one, I've already built the trust. Um, One, I understand how the processes works in a business. I've got a depth of understanding of the products. I could then start to influence the leadership team, the business, and then give different recommendations as I saw fit. Then the second thing that I did or I focused on was making sure that um, I was able to empower my team. So outside of the the three Ps, um, process, people, and products, the next thing that I focused on in the first sort of um, nine months is really how do I develop my team, right? You're only as good as the team and the people you surround yourself with. So Thankfully, I have an amazing team. So my job then was really just to remove roadblocks, um, develop them, stretch them, um, and then just give them opportunities to work on impactful stuff um, and then provide them the recognitions that they needed and then start thinking longevity when it comes to their career. So where do they see themselves in the next four or five years and start to put together plans to get them to where they need to be. Um, and then lastly, um, was as we were getting to the end of 2022, start to put together new things that I felt like we could implement in the following year to improve the organization. So put together, I was just going throughout the nine months, really putting together a list of things that I felt like we can implement, improve the processes, um, improve the financial um, clarity or the financial um, connection with the operational team. And I communicate that to my team to then start to implement in 2023. Now, those are the sort of things that I focused on. And now I'm not going to say everything has been perfect or everything has been rosy, but I think by following that process of the three Ps, um, focusing on my team and and the people, and then also not rushing to implement stuff, but understanding, okay, where can you see improvements and then ensuring that you share that with your team, get their feedback on it um, to then implement going forward. Now, the areas that I learned about myself and I think um, I could have improved was one I mentioned, rushing too early. So rushing to give advice or telling the team to implement changes without truly understanding the process yet. That was one of my mistakes, which I learned from. Second one was um, not being strict enough in terms of um, communicating some of like the financial targets. So initially I tried to have a very personable 
style where it was, hey, let me know what you need, what you need, what you need, what you need, right? And then I had to then go back and say, no, 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 no. You can't have all these things because they don't meet the financial model or the profitability. I think what would have been better in that process, and I learned really quite early, was that sometimes better to give people targets so that they can then be creative on how can they make or meet these targets versus really going to them and saying, hey, let me know what you need um, because you'll find yourself one wasting their time because they're going back and having to create like a wish list of everything when you know you can't afford that full wish list. And then you just having to continuously say no, 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 um, as sort of the economic um, environment continues to change. But overall, I've loved my experience. I've loved the role. Um, I'm looking forward to the future. Um, I think my future in 2023 is really how do I start to really add value within the role, um, just in regards to the processes that we have within finance, the team, how do I develop them, make them better, um, and how do I make myself a better leader? So that's looking at what qualifications can I take, if it's leadership qualifications, if it's my master's, to ensure that I continually challenge myself and grow as a CFO. Um, so I'm going to stop there because this has been quite a long episode. I hope you found it really useful. Um, really wanted to take the time to break down what it takes to be a CFO. In case any of the listeners potentially want to be a CFO in the future, you can follow those four steps. And then secondly, I wanted to um, talk about my experience and what I implemented in the first sort of nine months. Now, you can implement that in any role. It doesn't, you don't need to be a CFO or just started a CFO to implement the three Ps, the process, product, and people. Um, you can do that in any job that you're joining or starting. Um, and then I've hoped you've, um, <clears throat> any in any job that you've started. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're not yet following us, you can follow us on Take Flight Podcast on Instagram, YouTube. Um, you can follow myself, Olu um, underscore Okanola on Instagram. And you can also find me on YouTube, Olu Okanola. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Take care and God bless. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah. Fool, we never fly, but we're 